0: All right, we're off. So I think this week, let's skip out on technical conversations while we're recording for the podcast. And if we need to sync up on tech stuff, we could do it after. Because that's interesting to approximately zero people other than us at this point, I think. Probably smart, yeah. <laughs> um, so this week, I finally got a contract for our, from our client. And I don't know. I read it, and I'm like, it seems fine like one section of the contract says anything we do for them that they own and then which is not what we want and then the next section says anything we do from them that we had already done is just licensed to them which is what we want Mm. Uh, so the thing is I just got to check with my lawyers if us just porting what we have to Ruby on Rails matches that language and what I'm hoping is it's ambiguous enough that I can just, you know, YOLO sign it and we can just do it. Hopefully never look at it again. Exactly. If it's ambiguous at all, like it could go either way. That's actually fine for me, given our overall risk with this, which is almost nothing because they're not going to care about us after this. Uh, So, but I just, yeah. So that's what I'm hoping the answer is. But I also know, having had these kinds of conversations with lawyers before, they don't love that. <laughs> yeah.
1: He, your your attorney is going to say, no, it's ambiguous and it could go their
0: way. Yeah, exactly. But then, you know, we play out the worst case scenario. Well, worst case scenario is they ask us for all the money back and we don't have the ability to fight them in court about it. And then, you know, and then we're screwed. But that's like, who this. The, yeah. Like I can't imagine that happening. It would be insane. If it did happen, fine. I'll listen to this recording again and just laugh at myself. Right. Uh but the uh the other most likely thing to happen would be they would be like, "Hey, whoa, you're selling this thing and you wrote it for us and we don't want you to do that." And then we would be like, "Okay, no problem. And take it off and then rewrite it and then put it back up." Like Yeah. I think that's the most likely thing to happen, which would suck, but it wouldn't screw us too much.
1: No, and I just don't think I don't think they're ever going to come. We're just such a m- minor part of their app that I don't exactly. think they're
0: they're ever going to worry about it. No, no, totally not. And the whole thing is, he doesn't want to reinvent this. You know, it's not like core yeah, value exactly. to what they're doing. So, so that yeah. feels good to me. I think that's probably what's going to happen. We'll sign it and then we'll go, and then Colleen's set up and GitHub and everything. Okay, we have a meeting with uh, them to talk about you know, some architecture stuff just to make sure what we're doing makes sense. I think also we should just do a port, just straight up port our stuff over to their thing first. I agree. And then, um, and then uh, see what happens. That's why I want to have this conversation today with them because, and I'm not saying names here on purpose, but Mm -hmm. then, I want to have a conversation with them about some of the features that they have, which I want to make sure that our architecture is not going to be a performance problem. So yeah, we'll do that.
1: Yeah, I don't, I still don't think they have this feature
0: at all. Yeah, so they want to add it in other places. So
1: Right, but they currently don't have it in version one of their app, correct?
0: They have a query builder. And it is for something they call—I uh, may—I won't say because I, I might reveal who they are—but they have—they have a query builder feature yeah. for one part of their app that they use, and it runs. And the problem is, th- it's per- the performance problem they have is they have these these lists of uh, filtered lists that their users can create. Which then, what they do is they they denormalize that and have this list live somewhere else. And then anytime some action happens mm-hmm. somewhere in the app, which is add or remove from the list, they update the list. So they're doing that kind of all over the place. Right. Leave that's for performance reasons. Our approach would be different. You would build the query, store the query, and then uh, run the query whenever you wanted right. uh, the list at execution I, time. I feel like that's fine. I don't know why that would be a performance problem, even on their gigantic table. We'd just be hitting Elasticsearch, you know. With uh, we wouldn't download the entire result. You know, you could like limit the result right. that you get back, and it should be pretty fast because it should be you know somewhat uh, indexed and stuff, mm-hmm. even on their gigantic tables. So, and if it yeah. is slow, then fine. We index the table, and it's like a should be super fast.
1: Yeah, we do a little bit of this at Resolute where we keep. So we have we have what we call work lists, which are like our, our spreadsheets that like you create a filter of, let's say properties in Dallas that are you know more than three hundred thousand dollars or whatever. You create a work list out of that and it puts it all in a spreadsheet. And then we have, I think it comes back every 15 minutes and runs the query again, to see if there are any more that need to be added or any that need to be removed. And Uh, it's, it's really, really fast because, um, one, because our tables are, you know, I think our biggest table, well, that's like a million or 2 million. Um, but all you're doing is selecting IDs. So you're not, you're hardly bringing any data back whatsoever. And we have Proper indexes on it. So it runs in like a matter of, you know, two or three seconds, which is
0: fine on the back end. Yeah, sure. And you background it, it's running. That's not a problem. It's not that the users are waiting for this to happen. Yeah. And then our queries are, you know, something I actually don't know. Queries, are they stored when we create them? They're stored in the database?
1: So they can be stored anywhere or nowhere. Um, There's a database driver that will store them in the database. And that's that's probably what will have them we'll have them use because they need to be permanent. There's also like a, a session driver and a URL, um, like a query string driver. Um, so theirs will be stored in the database. Got it. Got it.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. Based on, so I had like another conversation with, um, our main contact there and their designer. And I, I just think we can just build what we already have and they'll be able to make it work. Yeah. And then I, they just I want really to go with so. our UX that we already have. They don't even want to have their designer do anything for us. So. Cause really think we,
1: we can do. just use tailwind tailwind UI. Yeah.
0: Great. Yeah, Cause yeah. that's what they're using. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I got to check on our, actually got to check with the tailwind UI guys about our, if we're okay with the license. I'm like 99% sure we are, but I need to.
1: Well, for sure them, that for the client we are because they presumably bought a tailwind UI license for their team. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we do need to check on distributing like for our, our view package, but for the client, we don't need to check on anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, right. Yeah. We could just build it for them. Just use tailwind UI. And even if we didn't use tailwind UI, I'm using so little of that. I could just redo it from scratch and we'd be fine. So, yeah. Yeah because uh, the tailwind... you know, they provided a JavaScript for a selector box for example that would be a different mm-hmm. story I would be like oh but I already wrote it so yeah uh, the um, classes, basically
1: the tailwind forms plugin is really nice because it it makes all form inputs look super clean and that's what that that's available standalone but that's also what tailwind UI uses and so that's a really really nice
0: bonus to have mm-hmm Yeah, but I just as given I've made many forms and inputs and things over the years. Like, it won't wouldn't take me that long to read what we need. If it was like the whole, you know, like huge product, but we're just doing this one feature. It's got some input boxes. It's got it's pretty minimal. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I don't think
1: they'll care at all if we distribute just a you know a couple of form fields.
0: Right. No, I don't, I don't think so. And the issue, the one thing is because it's a selector box. So we like implemented the selector dropdown. They don't want people writing like component libraries that use tail and UI component Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, we're not doing that. It just, I needed it and that's not our product. I just needed the JavaScript dropdown Mm -hmm. and we're not selling that by itself. Like nobody's going to buy this for that? So I think it should be okay.
1: Do we have um do we have like type ahead drop down support at all? Not yet, no. Okay. Because I
0: was I uh, mean, i are gonna need that.
1: Yeah, but I was playing yet. I was playing with an implementation of um our product. Not yours, but uh, the old one. And I thought, man, it'd be nice to have type ahead multi-select so I could say
0: it would just be if we have like greater than five elements or something like that, yeah. box, just throw in a type of head filter on it. Yeah, I think so. Okay, cool. Anything else on your side? No, like we've got, I, so I took last weekend off, off and I'm glad I did and needed to do that and haven't nice. done that in a while. Uh, so I don't have a ton of progress to report on the tech side Um, other than like, I mean, I don't know the the builder is rendering from config and uh, you know, the meta like blueprint stuff that Mm -hmm. we pass in. So that's not quite done, but it is like the builder is not quite done, but I can, I am at least like generating a query from a config object. So I think that I will wrap that up for, the conditions and clauses that we have now, and then we should integrate. And okay. then I'll still have left all of the other types of conditions and clauses and input types—really, input types, right? Like that's the main thing mm-hmm. uh, that I'll have to that I'll have to do. Uh, so I think we should, but I think we should integrate first, and um, it'll be easier with a smaller set of things anyway. I think.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. So. Is the latest? Have you pushed the latest stuff that you've done to GitHub?
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: I may need your help integrating that, Um, and we may need to. We may not
0: quite ready to yet. I don't think.
1: Okay, because I tried to download. I tried to download it and like do the yarn serve or whatever, and a bunch of stuff crapped out, and I didn't know what to do. (laughs) Um, We may want to get the. NPM package pipeline set up before we integrate so that when we're integrating it, we're doing it as if we would be our customers.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Do I agree with that? Because you know what we should do? We should start down that path. If it becomes a pain in the ass to do, like if we're making a lot of changes mm-hmm. to our APIs and how we interface and having to build and like deploy a new version and then download it. And then yeah, uh, I think that then we should not, but let's try it. Maybe it'll be, maybe it'll be straightforward.
1: Here's here's my proposal. We get that, um, like we get that pipeline down. So we know that anytime you push, or tag a package or tag a release or whatever. We know that NPM, I don't know how it works, is going to build it and publish it. Um, we get that down so that we know that that works. And then in local development, we can just um, sim link the package in. So we're not having to push and rebuild and redownload every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would like to know that that path works
0: all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. We need that. Uh, I mean, it's like, yeah, we need that eventually. Might as well do it first. I don't feel yeah. like it's a blocker to keep us from integrating, but if you want to do that, that's fine with me. I mean, we have to do it at some point anyway. Yeah. So let's uh, let's go for that. I think I will want to do that this weekend. Okay. Probably not till Sunday. Uh, maybe, maybe I give it 50, 50 that we need to push it to next friday or saturday or something like that okay and then we could do that if we do it that way then then next friday or saturday the whole thing will be closer to you know dawn if we're trying to do it this weekend yeah we'll just see i'll see what i can get done
1: okay okay well i have so i took off last friday and then we had monday off um And I found some reserve of energy to do a bunch of stuff on this. So I've got a place on our website that is ready to integrate. So I've got hammerstonehq.com slash whatever, um, slash demo. And it's got the backend package. So the Laravel package fully installed and configured and everything. I got, um, which is a story on its own that I'll tell you in a second. I got a bunch of data. Um, so I found a MySQL sample database that had, I think like a hundred thousand employee records in it. And so it's got employees, titles, salaries, departments and department managers. And so it's got five tables, a couple million records and a good like relationship structure. So I have a sample database all ready to go that we can query against for like our demos and stuff. Um, So that's a good source of data. I've got that um, all cleaned up and put onto, um, we're using Laravel Vapor, which is like Laravel's serverless architecture. So it's on a MySQL server somewhere in AWS. Um, So I've got the spot ready to go when it comes time to integrate. Um, So I have a filter built. It's sending down a blueprint. It just needs the JavaScript package to receive it. So whenever we're ready to do that, we can hop on and talk through that. Um, So everything else, everything else that I did was, it was, I think I told you some of this. It was like everything had to happen first. Um, I was trying to just get, I was trying to get a spot where we could start building out a demo. Um, and to do that, I needed to install the Laravel package. And mm-hmm. to do that, I needed to distribute the Laravel package. So it's like, um, you know, NPM or Ruby gems or whatever. PHP has its own. It's called um, Composer and Packagist. So to distribute the Laravel package, I needed some sort of licensing authentication verification thing because you know, it's a private, it's a private package. And so I couldn't just put it up publicly. So now we have our customer licensing portal that is not totally done, but will, if you have a license key, it will check to see if the license key is valid. So we have that up and running. We've got the private, um, package distribution. So that's up and running. And then we've got, um, we've got the website that like is pulling in the package whenever we deploy, whenever we deploy to vapor, it pulls in the package from our private repo and checks the license against our customer portal. So like Mm -hmm. we've, we've got package distribution now, which is a pretty big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And should be, should be a product somewhere. I should be able to say, here's my, here's the GitHub URL for this thing. Distribute it, handle the like, handle the payments, handle the licensing, mm-hmm. everything. I just want to write the code. You guys handle the distribution and everything. Mm-hmm. It's amazing that that doesn't exist.
0: Yeah, I don't know if this works. If more, if we make some money in selling components, probably other people will notice and yeah. start doing it, and then it'll make sense to have something like that. I don't really see. I don't see too many people doing this yet. No, especially not it, in the Laravel space. It reminds me when I did my course five, six years ago, it was the same. It was like a video course, same deal then where there was no existing platform and it was dumb. I had to build my own mm-hmm. platform for for course courseware. It was ridiculous. I was like, this is so dumb. I just want to record the videos and plug it in and, you know, upload my documents or whatever. And everybody was building their own at the time. And now finally because there's more people doing that you got Podia and you got right uh, other other options that you can go with. There Feels are a like couple that.
1: there are a couple solutions to sell access to private GitHub repos but that's not how anyone like nobody goes to GitHub and like downloads it or anything it needs to be in a in a package registry so that you can install it using your package manager. Yep. And then there's Um, So there's packagist.org, which is the big PHP repository for these. And then they have a .com side where you can sell access to private um, or you can distribute private packages, but they don't handle any of the like customer stuff. So you you can't sell a license, take money, anything. So you just plug in license keys that exist from somewhere. And so it's like everybody's doing you know, 60% of the problem and nobody's really solving the whole thing. So it's really frustrating. Um, I don't know if you saw, I also put, um, I put that tweet thread on our homepage as Mike has told us to do like 10 times.
0: That's, that's actually, yeah, that's all I was thinking we should do.
1: Um, And we also named the product refine So that's a change. Um, It used to just be either query builder or filter builder or something. So now it's called Hammerstone refine. Yeah, that's a good call. Refine for view, refine for Laravel, refine for rails. I think that'll, I think that'll be easier. Mm -hmm. Also much more searchable. Definitely. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, so on my side, um, I've got, I've got. I'm trying to make everything as um, minimal. Like we're on we're our website's hosted on Laravel Vapor. It could easily be hosted on some other static site, whatever. But this, I'm trying to make everything as minimal, like as easy as possible in terms of infrastructure and everything um, because I don't want to deal with any of that. So all the, all the tests for the actual package, all the tests for our customer portal, um, they all run on GitHub actions. So we don't have to have some other third party thing. And then all the deployment for the website, the portal and everything is deployed from GitHub actions also. So all we have to do is just push to master and the website will update itself
0: eventually. Nice.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So I think that's gonna
0: I think Yeah, we'll help. have to get the build process for building and deploying our package set up to do that as well. Yes. So Big we merged time. to merge to main. By the way, mine is called main. No, oh no, yeah, sure.
1: actually mine is called main too. Ooh, actually no, refine is still master, um, a new one I just started as main. I can rename refines master to main.
0: Uh, but yeah, so like if we merge to main, then I would yeah. build it, deploy it, it's on NPM. Yeah, deploy the docs, just everything just yeah. happens.
1: Yeah, The more the more that we can set up Rails for ourselves like that, the better it's going to be because we can't be futzing around with trying to manually release package versions or anything. We'll, we'll never make it. Mm-mm. No. Um, one other thing I back in probably like, you know, we've been working on this for like 18 months or two years now. <laughs> At some point um, I started writing a small Laravel package for something unrelated um, that I'm going to release at some point soon as a free, a free Hammerstone package. And so that'll be kind of like a marketing, uh, marketing angle as well. Um, So it's strictly for Laravel. It's very helpful, but very small. um, And it'll be totally open source. Um, and we'll have the docs on our site and everything. And so we'll be able to hopefully gain some traction with that as well.
0: Sweet. Hammerstone. I'm just Googling Hammerstone query builder right now. Yeah. It shows up. My view query builder shows up. Oh, that's good. Just The uh, wrong. Oh, that the package on, on NPM. Yeah. it's The wrong uh, package, but Okay. <laughs> Well, it's it's super old now, but yeah. Yeah. So at least something shows up. Yeah. I'm surprised our docs don't show up. That's weird.
1: I think that's what Mike was on about.
0: Why wouldn't they show up?
1: I don't know that we say query builder
0: very much. Probably we should do that. Yeah. (laughs) Probably. Change the title pages to like Hammerstone query builder.
1: Yeah, I can do that. Um. Oh man, there was something else I was gonna say. Yeah,
0: I can't remember. It'll be something like Hammerstone Refine Query Builder for Laravel, something like that.
1: Yeah. So let me see. I think that's what I did. Uh, ch- 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 refine Laravel. Um. That's the name of the repository, Refine Laravel. And then on the description, it's Laravel implementation of Refine, a visual query builder. Okay. Do we want to stick with visual query builder? Like when we say query builder, do we want to put visual in front of it?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Makes sense to me. Yeah. I think if it makes sense in plain English, then... Usually, it makes sense to Google too. Yeah, if that's what you're thinking, uh, I would tend to refer it to as like hammerstones because it, that's the thing we got to marry the two terms together. right together.
1: Yeah, hammerstone refine. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: Visual Query Builder for Laravel. So there you go. That's got all the juice in there. Yeah.
1: Okay, I'll start stuffing the docs with those keywords. (laughs) Um, I also reached out to, I don't know what his real name is. Um, His Twitter handle is Dev Caneco. Um, He's from Portugal, I think. So that's probably not how you pronounce it. Um, But he's this guy in the Laravel community that is very talented and makes a ton of, um, makes a ton of logos for Laravel products and packages and stuff like that. And so I reached out to him and said, Hey, I'm working on this thing with my friend. Um, I'd love to have you, you know, make a logo for the package and maybe a logo for Hammerstone in general. Mm -hmm. Um, and he said, this looks awesome. I've tried to build that kind of filters too many times. Um, (laughs) so i told him i told him hey we'd be willing to pay um we just need we'd love to have something built i think it'd be good to have a logo obviously i think it would be better to have one from this guy who is like big in the laravel community um awesome so we'll see we'll see what he says the time difference is really getting to us i'll respond and then like six hours later he'll respond so um but yeah that'd be nice to have some real logos done
0: Yes. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm in for that for sure. Oh yeah. Another thing, money. So we are <laughs> going funny. to be able to invoice this client, which is great. Their contract terms say net 30. That seems insane. I doubt they will take that long to pay, but anyway, something to remember to bring up with Colleen. Okay. Help me remember that. Yeah. Uh, Cause I don't know if I'm going to be able to pay her. We're not going to be able to float her a whole month. I don't think so. No. Uh, Oh, yeah. And then my other thought about that situation is we should just, we should focus so hard on getting in and getting out as, you know what I mean? Like get it done, get paid. And then, you know, we'll we'll be floating around to help troubleshoot or whatever, but trying to like get off of that, Project because my little like software development project Spidey sense is tingling (laughs) with that project. It just seems like such a bad idea to rewrite your whole thing from scratch. So I don't want to be involved in that debacle. Uh, Likely not completely guaranteed debacle. I don't want to be involved in that at all. I know so.
1: And we're still, I think we're still early enough where everything is Greenfield and everybody's just flying and like super happy. Um, And I would love to get implemented and out before it's like, oh man, (laughs) I forgot all the edge cases that we built into V1.
0: Yeah, exactly. I don't want to be anywhere near that when all of a sudden things start slowing down and someone... Kids loose starts losing it <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
1: i agree with that i think we should focus first on the straight rails port get that yes. integrated into their test yeah. database prove everything out and then then we can like do the uh elastic search thing and then
0: we're out of there yeah completely completely agree yeah, there's going to be some technical stuff that's going to be a little weird that I got to sort out with Hotwire. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, since we're building this object, mm-hmm. basically the query is an object, which we could serialize and stuff into a database if we wanted to, right? Mm-hmm. Through this adapter. But Hotwire, it's, I don't know, maybe it can be persisted in a session and then Hotwire can just work with it that way. Uh, versus having to like rebuild it every single time we make any change on the yeah. front end. So I'm, I'm curious about how that's going to work. I'm sure we could sort it out, but I was just thinking about that. Some, some minor technical challenges we'll have to sort out.
1: Yeah, I had the same questions when I was playing around with the Livewire, the Laravel Livewire implementation. It's like, wait, where do I put this if it's supposed to like, supposed to talk to the server for every little thing? Where am I supposed to store this as I build it up? And I never, I never figured it out.
0: Oh, I thought you've got a live wire version working. Um, half. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is a nice thing. We've got Colleen who's actually good at rails could probably help us sort it out. And then yeah. I, there's gotta be a way to persist an object across requests. Like that's what a session is. So surely, yeah. surely we can do that. Uh, I think they have caches for objects in rails, I think, some Rails person is listening and like, what is he talking about? Yeah, but I think laughing
1: hysterically. I think they do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll figure it out and report back. Ho- hopefully. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's it. That's all I got. And then we got 15 minutes. I want to go grab something to eat. And then in 15 minutes, we got that client meeting. Okay. it's a knockout.
1: All right. Sounds good. Talk to you in a bit.